Hi, and welcome to Mountain Talk, Stories from the Flood. I'm Katie Myers, and today we're checking back in with Jody Holbrook. He's one of three downtown mail carriers for the city of Whitesburg. The last time I saw Jody, it was a bad day for everybody. It was the day after the big flood in July. We were taking stock of the damage. We all walked up and down the streets of Whitesburg in a state of shock, the flood mud clinging to our boots and clothes. Jody had to work that day. He told me he couldn't believe what he'd seen. Got three carriers, but the other two carriers, one of them can't get here, and the other one, uh, from what I understand, he lost everything he had, and nobody's even heard from him. I mean, there's no way to describe what I was piled up in there right now that we just can't deliver. I mean, a lot of my addresses, uh, I pull up, and there's, I pull up, and the houses are gone. I'm sorry. It's been months. Some traces of the flood are gone, but many remain. Jody has seen the changes every day on his route, so I decided to catch up a little bit with Jody. He let me tag along on his usual mail route through downtown and into the neighborhood of Upper Bottom. Some mornings, like this one, Jody starts his day by parking in the lot behind the city courthouse. As he fills up his bag, he says that even three months later, everything makes him think about the flood. And I guess that was one thing that bothered me so bad when the flood hit. You know, when you're out here doing this, these people become like family to you. You're out, you know, when you're on somebody's porch every day delivering their mail, um, they kind of, even though you don't really know them, you do know them. And they, they kind of become friends and family. And, you know, seeing, seeing people's property and homes and vehicles and all that stuff destroyed, it, 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 it bothered me a little bit. I guess that's whenever uh, the last time I talked to you, uh, I was kind of an emotional wreck. <laughs> it's getting back to somewhat of a normal. It'll never be back to uh, complete normal, but it's, it's getting there, I guess. Everybody knows Jody, and he more or less knows everybody, at least on his route. His first stop is at the auto parts store on Main Street. Good morning. This is my first stop. I've actually got two apartments under here. I don't think I even knew there were apartments under here. I didn't either until I started doing this job. I thought I knew everything in Whitesburg until I started doing this job. As we walk out of the store and towards the library, Jody remembers that day in July. I didn't know I was getting, what I was getting into. Uh, the day of the flood, I was home that day, and uh, of course my phone kept going off the alarms. And just like I always do, I ignored them. I and did then, too. Yeah, and then at uh, about 6 a.m., um, my dogs woke me up barking went outside and it was my neighbor standing in my yard. And I looked down and my whole lower yard looked like a lake, which uh, luckily it didn't, it didn't affect my house or anything like that. It mainly just got a road. But uh, yeah, it's, that's what I woke up to that morning. But I, I still, at that point, we didn't have no phone, we didn't have no internet, no electricity. And where I live, I live up in a, what we call a holler, of course. And, uh, 
I'm seven tenths of a mile off the, the four lane off the main highway. So it took us till about three o'clock that evening before we could even get out to see what had actually happened. At that point, we still didn't even know what had happened. You know, I know we got bloody, but I didn't know the extent of it till about three o'clock that evening. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of us were just like, oh, it's just my neighborhood. Right, right. right. We're going into the library. small ones in here. Usually when I have a whole lot on my walking loops, I'll uh, wait until I come back through town. I'll just park and drop them off. That way I don't have so much to carry. But as it gets towards Christmas, I'll have 15 or 20 packages for just Main Street. There's no way of carrying all that, you know. What's that like for you? And can you tell me, I know you told me the packages have increased a little bit. Could you talk to me a little about that? Uh, around Christmas? Oh, the packages are just horrible. I mean, we, uh, a lot of times we'll have to make a couple of trips to, because we have so many, we can't get them in our truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know there was so many apartments in this little town. Across the road. Sure things. It's two weeks after the floodish. So what? What was your route like? What were you? What was different about it? Well, the first couple of days, of course. Uh, I mean, they was just they was mailboxes missing. They was actually houses missing. I'll get this sample. Uh, We had to uh, come up with different methods of of keeping up with the mail because we was having to keep most of it at the post office because, like I said, most of the mailboxes was gone and a lot of the houses was gone. But uh, the clerks and the postmaster, they developed systems to, to be able to store it and keep it at somewhat of an order so they could... Uh, get it you know when people come in looking for it they was able to find it and then a lot of people too they got uh, post office boxes and uh, that helped out a whole lot too rather than taking it out on the route so they just came in and got post office boxes so they could come up there and get it all right i got to yeah. go right in here <laughs> sir <clears throat> you got to follow you in okay Morning. 
I've been on this route for six years, and uh, everybody's got their own little system everywhere I go. They, I know their system. They know mine's. I know where they lay it. You know, where they put their outgoing mail, and I know where to lay their mail. So we've just got our own little systems. Has anybody's systems changed? Uh, like? Yeah, quite a bit. You know, a lot of places are, are not even here anymore. A lot of the businesses, uh, even downtown, a lot of them are gone. Um, a lot of them, they still have it on hold. What, uh, three months later, and it's still on hold. They come in every morning and get it. And do you mind as we enter? Do you mind saying where we are? This is, um, this is, uh, well, can't think of the name of it. It's Flare Shop. I don't know what the name of this place is. Collins Forest is the name of it. As we talk, we walk down the hill on Main Street towards the river. starting to get into the area that got flooded. Uh, see, like Paco's, Paco's was closed for probably a month or so after that because their their basement uh, up under got flooded. It, he said it tore all their gas lines out so they didn't have any gas to run their equipment. See, it, they was probably closed a month or, or more, I guess. Uh, the arcade here, I'm not sure if they're coming back or not. Uh, as you can see, all their equipment's still sitting outside, probably destroyed. How about Riverside Apartments? I guess most of those are... It took out, there's 21 apartments in Riverside. I think it took out all the lower level. I'm not sure exactly how many is downstairs, but uh, it took out all the lower level apartments. Uh, roundabout music here that they've actually moved up the street. So I started delivering mail to them just a few days ago. We're going to go in here and deliver. Looks like this spot didn't get it for that. They got, uh, they got flooded, but it just took them a, just a few days to get back going. So they didn't get it too bad. Like I said, Jody is a city carrier. He wasn't as hard hit as rural carriers, many of whom lost not only their homes, but their places of work. After the flood, USPS had to suspend the operations of 20 post offices in the region, many of them in smaller and underserved communities. Because those carriers are contract employees, the Postal Service does not allow them to speak to reporters. But Jody knows a lot of them. Well, it's not so bad as a city carrier because we've got an actual truck to haul it in. But a lot of our rural carriers just hauls out of their car. And, uh, you know, it's hard to... It's hard to get very many in there, let alone get them in any kind of order to be able to find them once you get out on the street. But uh, a lot of the rural carriers struggles more than we do. Uh, it's hard, even on us, it's hard to get them in there and get them in some kind of order to be able to find them. You know, you can't stop except for 10 or 15 minutes trying to dig a package out. We're actually timed everything we do we're only allowed so much time for uh, for everything, you know. They, they they keep up with our times with these scanners. So it, anything that slows you down, it makes for a rough day. But the, yeah, some of the mail carriers lost their homes. Uh, we lost we lost a few post offices. 
Um, I think a few of those are actually still shut down. I, some of them, I don't know if they'll ever open back. Um, we lost a lot of our, uh, like the community mailboxes in areas that uh, just has one mailbox with different slots. We lost several of those. We've actually got a pile of them up behind the post office. We'll go back across here. Uh, and I think those things are pretty expensive from what I understand. So whenever you lose a box that's got, say, 30 or 40 addresses in it, you know, that's going to cause all kinds of chaos. Some of them, some of them floated down the river. I don't think anything could be done to prepare to what we had um, to that extent. I mean, nobody never expected anything like that to happen here. We're going into the jail right here. Mail for the um, the inmates. Inmates and the and the workers. Thank you. Has anything changed with the jail? I know they had to get evacuated. Yeah, for a few days. Uh, you know, they moved everybody to other facilities. Yeah, I was there for a long time. Uh, it was uh, empty other than one or two workers. I don't think they've even brought them all back. Really? At this point. Uh, the last I talked to them, they said they hadn't even brought them all back yet. Everything in this bag is in the order how it comes out of the, of the, the order that we go into. Morning. Morning. I've got a helper today. So what do you got to do over here? Just, this is their outgoing mail. Okay. Take it back to the office? Yeah. yeah we take it back and the clerk sort through it and put it where it needs to go. They've actually got the, the hard job. People don't understand. How's that? Well, they do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. You know, people think all they do is sit at the desk and sell stamps all day, hand out mail, but they're the ones that actually breaks down the pallets and gets it all ready in the morning. And then when we come back, they get everything, everybody's mail packages that come back, they sort it all and put it where it needs to go to go back on the right truck. Which I've done that job a little bit, and it's not an easy job like people think it is. Clerks are kind of the, the backbone to the to the operation. We've got some good ones up there. Yeah, and they've been dealing with the volume too. Oh yeah, they're the ones that's that's uh, got the blunt of all the flood, you know, because everybody comes in looking for their stuff, and they're the ones that has to either find it or come up with a reason why they can't find it. After the downtown route, I go and meet Jody in Upper Bottom. Usually he drives the route to Upper Bottom, but today we're walking it. And Jody's remembering some of the people who used to live here. Once a middle-class Whitesburg neighborhood, Upper Bottom is pretty quiet these days. Just like the people who lived here, I delivered their mail. Their mail's now forwarded to their to her parents' house right up the road. Um, I mean, what used to take an hour to do this right here, you can do it in 15 minutes just because there's... Uh, 
you know, there's no, there's, there's nobody left here anymore. All these houses from down in the bottom part, all of them are completely destroyed. Uh, a lot of them are gone now, are tore down. It's like this one here, these people are gone. Uh, this lady here is gone. All these are, are empty. Uh, even some of them over in, in this area got it too. And uh, uh, one, one or two of the two of the houses out in this area got destroyed too. This is a subdivision. It's what it is called upper. A lot of people call it upper bottom. Uh, a lot of a lot of older people live over in here. And so, who? What was this community like before the flood? Oh, it was. It was a. It was a nice community. Nice homes. Nice people. Um, this lady right here was actually a retired postmaster. Uh, she's living with her sister over in town here now. She's, I'm thinking like 90. Yeah. This uh, house that was here was a friend of mine's mom. Uh, they, of course, you can tell it's gone. It was a really nice house. Uh, he uh, he lived up towards McRoberts up that way, and him and his wife, they lost everything they had. They lost their home, their vehicles. Uh, well, his mom lost her home, and then his stepdad. And then his dad lived up Millstone. He lost his home, so neither one of them couldn't really get out and help the other one, you know. These people here, they bought a house over in Wise. They're living in Wise now. But as you can tell, a lot of these houses are, some of them are rebuilding now. I'm guessing is why the the, uh, the portable restrooms are out here. Um, oh, there goes the cat. Yeah. That's kind of the community cat. <laughs> We actually, we, we're, we're still responsible to delivering the mail until they stop it some way or the other, whether it be hold forward or something like that. Um, but if we see, if we go several days and see somebody, they're not getting their mail, we'll, we'll stop delivering it and hold it for them. But uh, most people have, have uh, forwarded their uh, mail or um, got it on hold or picking it up to the post office now. There for the first few days, uh, I mean, we just didn't really know what to do with it, you know. Uh, a lot of these houses you still couldn't even get to for the mud and the water for two or three days. Could you describe? Yeah. This uh, house that was here was a friend of mine's mom. Uh, they, of course, you can tell it's gone. It was a really nice house. Uh, he uh, he lived up towards McRoberts up that way, and him and his wife, they lost everything they had. They lost their home, their vehicles. Uh, well, his mom lost her home and then his stepdad. And then his dad lived up Millstone. He lost his home, so neither one of them couldn't really get out and help the other one, you know. These people here, they bought a house over in Wise. They're living in Wise now. So do you do, I guess you don't work at the office, but 
do they still get their mail at the office have to forward it do they ever they forward they forwarded it they had uh, they had it on hold up there until just a couple of weeks ago and then uh, we finally we got the forward and uh, they're getting their mail there now we actually we we're, we're still responsible to delivering the mail until they stop it some way or the other, whether it be hold, forward, or something like that. Um, but if we see, if we go several days and see somebody, they're not getting their mail, we'll, we'll stop delivering it and hold it for them. But uh, most people have, have uh, forwarded their uh, mail or um, got it on hold or picking it up. To Do you think people have had, like, I don't know. I think about, you know, the psychological block you have from, like, I don't know if you've ever moved to a different state, but, like, you keep your license from your old state. You keep your, you know, stuff like that. Right. Do you think people have had trouble changing their address, forwarding their Oh, I'm sure, because a lot of these pro people have probably been here for 40, 50 years or more, you know, a lot of these older people. Uh, and probably had no clue how to even go about doing that. Uh, I wouldn't. I've been the same place for almost 49 years, and I wouldn't know how to to uh, even begin to do stuff like that. This house right here, this was actually uh, a KRCC house where they housed people. I don't know what, there's two of them right here. I don't know what they, where they relocated those people to now. I'm sure they've got other facilities, but uh, you know, up on that end, but uh, that's a different post office. Um, most of the, so I'm, I'm a city carrier, which we're the only post office in the county that has city carriers. Like Jenkins, the only thing they have is the rural carriers. Um, but um, uh, most of the mail in Letcher County comes from, comes out of Whitesburg, except for Jenkins. Um, and then I think across Pine Mountain, I think theirs comes from uh, Cumberland, maybe. But uh, most, most of the mail in Letcher County comes out of Whitesburg. So people will go to the Whitesburg post office and drive out to like McRoberts, Neon, wherever. Yep. yep. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a long way. It's like the Neon post office. Uh, it's it got uh, it got destroyed in the in the flood, and uh, I don't know if they'll be able to salvage it or not. I've not heard anybody say. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the other ones have too. You know. I've been wondering how they're doing. Yeah, I've not, uh, you know, it's it's been three months, like you said. Uh, people stopped talking about it as much, so I don't really hear much about it anymore. So what do you think is going to happen here? Like, what will happen to your route here? What will happen to the, the houses? The well, I, I'm, I'm hoping that a lot of these will build back. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many of them are salvageable and, or how many of them just going to be destroyed like this one, you know. But, uh, I mean, I'd like to see it build back, but I don't know if we will Cities. or not. Thanks for listening to Mountain Talk. You've been following Jody Holbrook, Whitesburg's downtown mail carrier, on his route around downtown and Upper Bottom. The city has healed some from the flood. Businesses have reopened. The bar is lively on Saturday night. Piles of debris are gone. Houses are slowly being put back up but many things will never be the same. We all feel it, I think. But like Jody, we wake up every day and we do what we have to do. He sees the changes in the landscape in a visceral way through walking the streets every single day. Do me a favor and thank your mail carrier this week. They work really hard and they see a lot. 
And if you like this episode, you can stream it at WMMT.org or download it as a podcast from SoundCloud. From all of us here at WMMT, thanks for listening. <laughs>